Hello, it's Friday. I'm your host, Greg Margolis, and welcome to another episode of the Patterns of Play podcast. Hello again. Thank you again for listening to the special edition series on promotion and relegation. This is episode four, where I'm going to really dive into the how we can create a promotion and relegation league in the United States based on the leagues that are already formed and just doing some reshuffling to create three divisions within that MLS USL structure. Um, So really looking to take into consideration the, the different levels of these teams. So looking at the MLS, the USL Championship, and USL League One to be able to create these three leagues using some prior knowledge of how the English Premier League and subsequent leagues below and the German Bundesliga, how those divisions are uh, in the lower divisions are are done by from a regional standpoint. So going to dive into this uh, and really look to build two divisions, um, sorry, three divisions uh, combining the the MLS and USL subdivisions. Then I'm going to really look into splitting that third division into a um, two different regions uh, to then just because of the numbers that end up coming between these. So, um, take a quick break and then really dive into how I did this uh, and then discuss the teams in each division uh, and then uh, how I came to that conclusion. All right, so get let's get right into this. Um, so building the MLS to mirror the Premier League in regards to the number of teams. So we're starting with the MLS wanted to, um, and I'm just naming these, you know, MLS, Division 1, 2, and 3. Um, keep it simple, keep it straightforward, although I think if this was to combine with, you know, the MLS and the USL Championship and League 1, I think there would probably be some kind of rebranding of this league in some way to to mirror, you know. I don't think you can call Major League Soccer Division One and then Major League Soccer Division Two, uh, just from a American standpoint, where it's always major and minor, and I don't feel like they would want to have a lower division called Minor League One and Minor League Two. So I think there'd be a rebrand that would come with that, uh, and I'm sure they can find a lot of money in that. Uh, I know, like the Spanish Liga Santander, there's definitely you know, sponsorship that's attached to that. So you can get some money out of that with that rebrand. But starting with the MLS, it would be uh, 20 teams in the top division, 24 in the second division, and then the third division would be two two region leagues, which kind of mirrors what the Bundesliga does in its lower divisions where they have these region ligas. And... um, for the the amount of teams that they just have at that lower level, uh, instead of creating so many subsequent lower levels, you have uh, one league that has four or five different 
regions that make it up. Uh, but for this standpoint and the number of teams that are in the lower levels of the USL, it would just be an east and a west region uh, to be able to make up that third division. Uh, as I'm building these, some some things that I took into consideration, again, I looked at average league position over you know a subsequent amount of years. Um, I looked at the financial situation of certain teams uh, to be able to build this and wanted to make sure that I had that top league only have 20 teams in it. Uh, as we see right now with the MLS, they're continuing to grow and expand, but at a certain point there's just going to be so many teams that it's going to make that pool um, watered down. There's going to be you know, it's going to be harder to have such a comp more competitive league with more teams in it. So keep it at 20 and then keep the second division at 24, which mirrors the the English championship. Uh, and then the, the two divisions were split, I think, into like 15 or 14 or 15 each for each of those regions. So it'd be like 28, 29 total teams in that third division. Um... As I also was building this out, I wanted to make sure that no MLS-owned second team for those playing in the top MLS division will be allowed into the second division. So teams like, you know, the New England Revolution 2 or um, Portland 2, Toronto 2, uh, even like Real Monarchs who are attached to Real Salt Lake those teams will not be allowed to jump above Division Three, so they'll stay in that third division, and I'll talk about how that works a little bit later. Um, and this mirrors requirements of eligibility in the, in the Bundesliga. Um, MLS-affiliated teams will be allowed to move up from Division Three, and that kind of shows itself in some of the teams that I picked for the second division. Now, I did not dive into researching what happens if, say, you know, the Revolution were to drop all the way down to the third division. <laughs> what happens if that their second division team is then somehow better than them? I don't foresee that being an issue because they would just move their team's best players over to their top team. But um, it'd be interesting to see if, you know, a team would drop into the third division with their, you know, second-owned team also in that uh, league as well. So some, something else to consider for the future. But that was kind of some of the considerations I looked into as I was building these out. Teams chosen in the first division were all in line with MLS teams that have seen consistent su success over a number of years removing those that have newly joined or will be joining in the next year or two. This also led to the decision to move some teams down that have been some staples in the MLS uh, with the likes of Colorado, Orlando, and San Jose starting in the second division, as I'll discuss. But uh, just kind of where they fell in regards to that con continued success uh, did not mirror some of the other teams that will stay in the first division to start. For the second division, I look to, again, to remove all those MLS-owned second division teams to maintain that similar standard that we see in the Bundesliga 
as they have those second teams. You know, a guy like Chris Richards, who was playing on Bayern 2, uh, he was not able to get out of the third division until uh, he has now started to get some looks for the actual Bundesliga top team. So keeping those those second-owned teams in that third division so it would have issues with you know multiple ownership teams of the same ownership finding their way into the top division uh then also looked at teams success over the current four year period of the USL championship from 2016 to 2020 which was somewhat difficult because of the fluctuation of this league that it's still been um trying to find its foothold in the soccer community and I think they finally found a good established market for themselves. Uh, so with this significant overturn in teams, it uh, took a little while to figure out which ones would stay, which ones would go down. Uh, you know, a team like uh, Richmond Kickers, I was thinking of having them start in the second division, but the fact that they actually self-relegated themselves for better competition and financial means, uh, you know, they were going to stay down in the third for that, those reasons. Uh, then I also assessed the team's market value on, and thanks for, for uh, thanks to Transfer Market who had all this information, along with the club's inception date, even beyond the time of their competition in the USL Championship. This led to some tougher decisions on a few clubs that were, you know, around the same time. Uh, popped up around the same time, had similar market value or better market value, uh, but then kind of looked at, you know, location and where these teams were playing in comparison to two teams in the same division or in, in the top division. So a team like uh, Miami FC didn't make it since Inter-Miami is now in existence as well. Uh, and they were, they're just going to be starting in the second division. So didn't want to have two teams in the same location uh, to start with. And then moving down to that third division, it's again subdivided into an east and west region leagues to mirror the lower divisions of the German Bundesliga, uh, where the top of each of the region is automatically promoted as long as they, again, are not an MLS-owned franchise. And then teams two and three in each region would play a semifinal, uh, and then the winners would play each other for the third promotion spot in Division Two. Again, the teams in the semifinals cannot be MLS-owned franchise, uh, and I'll talk about this a little bit later at the end. Uh, but let's dive right into the three divisions and which teams I felt would make up each um, for each. Starting with Major League Soccer Division One, going with teams that you know have seen continued success and have good financial backing. Uh, you know, teams like Atlanta, who has won recently the uh, MLS Cup. New York Red Bulls, who have just been a staple and constantly are promoting the game and bringing in top talent. New York City FC, who are you know a more more of a newer team in the re last um, you know, last ten years, but have really started to grow into a very consistent franchise. Philadelphia Union, uh, you know one of the original teams, 
who are now again starting to build their franchise. They had been a team that was, you know, very inconsistent and hadn't had a lot of success, but they are starting to grow a lot of homegrown talent. Uh, so they're going to be another team in this top division, Toronto FC. This was an interesting one to think about because they've had a lot of success uh, winning the 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 title a few years ago, being in the title game this past year. Again, you know, you have the likes of U.S. national team talent of Michael Bradley and Josie Altador. You had Joe Vinko be a part of this organization for a while. But their mark, their um, you know, team value and profitability is something that is not in question. But they, you know, I talked about this last episode. They are you know last in the league in the amount of money that they lost last year. So they are a team that might need to address the debt situation. And if they were a team that were to be relegated that would be, you know, a big thing for them to potentially find their way back up. Would they have the, would they need to change their financial approach? Would they need to sell a lot of players to be able to find profitability and then build, rebuild in a way that keeps them uh, successful and finding their way back? So they're a club to, to consider in what would happen if they were to be relegated. Uh, DC United, again, another original, one of the you know most successful teams at the first 10 years of the MLS, New England Revolution. Uh, they are in a position where they're kind of, you know, they could have gone down if there was promotion relegation a, a few years ago, but they've had so much success in their, um, in their history. And now with Bruce Arena, he is, I'm sure, going to be finding a way to bring this team back to prominence. Chicago Fire, they were another one who has not had a lot of success recently that I was considering. Could they have gone down, but they, you know, they lucked out compared to a few other teams. Uh, Montreal Impact, Columbus Crew, LAFC, LA Galaxy, Seattle Sounders, Real Salt Lake, Portland Timbers, uh, FC Dallas, these are all teams that have seen a lot of success over a number of years. Uh, they're in good financial stability. Um, Minnesota United was a team that has kind of been up and down in their first few years, uh, but they found it, they found a better uh, profitability and a better success rate than a few other teams to find their way into this uh, first division. And then the last three teams I have are Houston Dynamo, being a team that obviously has a good, rich history uh, in the MLS. And then the last two were ones that were kind of on the border with Sporting KC and Vancouver. Uh, both of these teams are in decent financial situations, and they've had okay success rates or kind of fluctuating success rates in the past few years. Uh, so they snuck in over a couple other teams that were either new or just have been kind of bottom-of-the-table teams for for a number of years. So those are the top 20 finding their way into the Major League Soccer Division One in this conceptualized uh, promotion relegation um, league structure. Moving right along to Major League Soccer Division Two started with teams that were 
in the MLS that would either be joining or would be, um, or have been very sh only in the league for a couple of years. So this year with Inter Miami and Nashville FC, I think both of these teams will be very successful. One because of the fan base, the population, and the the backing that they have, uh, but they're going to start down in this lower division. Uh, Orlando City FC, FC Cincinnati, San Jose, and Colorado Rapids are all teams that just there's been a lot of um, not a great amount of success from them. FC Cincinnati's one who could be fine after a few years they they were great in the usl for a number of years but they've struggled since they've entered the mls uh orlando city is another one who have you know they've had top talent but they just continue to not have the success rate uh, so those teams are just in colorado's kind of really struggled for a number of years those teams really would for me would have to go to a lower division really prove themselves that they have the competitive uh, value to be able to make it to the top division. And then teams like Charlotte, uh, Sacramento, and Austin FC are three teams that are going to be joining the MLS in, few, in the next year or so. So I put those down in the second division again to show that they would have to earn their way up to the top division. Rounding out the rest of this league, uh, San Antonio FC, who's been a, a really successful team in the USL, Phoenix Rising, who had an incredible season last year where they had a huge unbeaten run, uh, Louisville City FC, the Indy 11, uh, St. Louis FC, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, OKC Energy, Tampa Bay Rowdies, bringing back a former MLS team that was around at, at the inception. Uh, I think it would be awesome to have them back in the MLS. Colorado Springs Switchbacks, which is a affiliate of the Rapids, but again, not owned. The San Diego Loyal with um, Landon Donovan as a coach. I think that would be really, you know, incredible to see him as now coming back to the MLS in a coaching capacity. Orange County FC, the Charleston Battery, FC Tulsa, Memphis 901, and North Carolina FC with uh, Sarkarian, who led the U.S. national team during the time in between um, Arena and now Bear Helter. Uh, seeing him in an MLS program would be would be fun to see him up there as well. So that rounds out the 24 teams in the Major League Soccer second division. Again, this one's going to mirror closely to what the U.S. or uh, the EFL Championship looks like in England and how they go about their promotion and relegation process, which I'll talk about uh, after I discuss the third division of Major League Soccer. All right, so Major League Soccer third division, I split it up into the region league of the East and region league of the West. So uh, I had to move some teams around and try to mirror it as much as I could for where they fell in regards to location in the United States. Uh, and as I t discussed earlier, this was split up because the, I think the number of teams was almost 30. Uh, and instead of having one 30-team league, I felt it would be better to mirror it like the German Bundesliga and make it so there is a lot of 
good competition, not watering it down, and it makes it more viable for teams to actually try and get an, a, a spot to get promoted out of this league, whether you are the top team who's automatically promoted or you make it to the playoff round to be able to get out uh, as another team as well. So the Region League East had 15 teams. This included the second-owned teams, Atlanta 2, Loudoun United, uh, New York Red Bulls 2, Philly Union, uh, the New England Revolution 2, Orlando City B, uh, these second-owned teams of other MLS-owned franchises. There's also uh, the Birmingham Legion, Hartford Athletic, Miami FC, Chattanooga Red Wolves, Fort Lauderdale FC, which I think is another uh, te owned team of, I think that's Miami's second owned team, uh, Greenville Triumph, the Richmond Kickers, uh, and the South Georgia Tormenta FC, and then the Rochester Rhinos were a part of the USL. They have stepped away, but it also sounds like they are regrouping to come back in the coming years as well. So I would put them in this Eastern Conference or this Eastern League. Uh, so that is the 15 teams on the Eastern side. On the Western side for the Region League West, there were 14 teams. This again includes teams, second-owned teams like the LA Galaxy 2, Portland Timbers, Real Monarchs, uh, Tacoma Defiance, uh, where else? Toronto FC 2 and Sporting KC 2. Uh, and then to frown this out, it'd be Eric Winalda's Las Vegas Lights, the El Paso Locomotive, New Mexico United, Rio Grande Valley FC Tucson, Forward Madison FC, North Texas SC, and Union Omaha to create the 14 teams on the western side. Uh, so that would be the two region leagues within the third division, uh, and promotion and relegation would be as follows for how these three divisions would work. Um, three teams would be relegated each season from the MLS Division One and MLS Division Two. The top two teams in MLS Division Two will be automatically promoted, with then the third and third, fourth, fifth, and sixth teams participating in a four-team tournament to see who would be the third team to be promoted up from Division Two to the MLS Division One. This mirrors the English leagues and how promotion and relegation occurs there. Uh, so it would literally be three versus six and four versus five in a home and away uh, two-leg semifinal, and then the two teams that come out of that through winning, you know, outright or through um, goal aggregate would be then put into the final to play a one-game playoff final to see who team number three would be to go up into Division One of the MLS. Promotion from the MLS Division Three would be a little bit different and, again, would mirror what the lower German region ligas do as it is divided into the east and west regions, the top team from each of these regions would be promoted automatically, and then a tournament would occur with two and three from the east and west 
um, playing in a semifinal, again, a home and away. And then the winner of each of those would play in a final with the East versus the West to see who gets the third promotion spot. Um, with the major factor here being that any MLS-owned team cannot participate in the promotion competition, so then the next best team would take their place. Um, and no, Just to clarify again, no MLS-owned team may jump higher than that third division. Now, I thought about and could still have the argument for doing, you know, the top team from each uh, region league, East and West, would be promoted, and then doing the playoffs and semifinal and final within each region league to see, you know, two other teams go up. So it would be four promoted and four relegated from two and from three. Um, that could be something that would be interesting as well, just to keep, you know, the competitive nature of these two regions even higher. Uh, it also would potentially allow for when adding more teams to these region leagues, because it could get up as high as, you know, you're at 15 right now, 14 and 15, get up to as, you know, high as 18 to 20 teams, then you make it a little bit more viable for the for these teams to be able to get out of the regions with uh two going up from each instead of one and then um having a third from the combined east and west so something to also potentially consider of the how to do this uh which would be you know which would allow for more competitive and um you know successful growth of this league could be better to have an extra number going up as well. So something to also consider in the long in the long thought process of building this organization and building this league structure. Uh, this is you know really the how of creating this promotion and relegation U.S. league in the United States. Uh, you know very much just looking at how to structure and how to make it work from a promotion and relegation standpoint for teams moving up, moving down, putting limitations on second-owned MLS teams. Uh, it's not as much, again, within the financial side of things because I just I don't have that background. I don't want to talk too much about something that I don't have the full knowledge about uh, to provide a good, accurate perspective. Uh, would love to have someone who has that background if you are someone with that financial side, you know the inner workings of the MLS and how that financial piece might work. I uh, would love to discuss it here on the podcast, and please let me know and feel free to um, you know, come on and give that side of the, of the perspective because I think, again, money is always really important how this works. Uh, but that is the rundown for the three divisions of the Major League Soccer structure for promotion and relegation uh, for this special edition, episode four of the promotion and relegation series. Uh, next week, I'm really going to wrap it all up and discuss the when this could happen. I'm going to really dive into, I'm going to look into it and dive into how the collective bargaining agreement is set up right now in the Major League Soccer and see if there is a time where it could potentially fit for Major League Soccer to make this move. Um, 
And honestly, with everything going on right now, it could have been potentially possible for them to start to really dive into this. And who knows, maybe they are, and they've, they've already started discussing some ways to adapt Major League Soccer for the future. But that is the conclusion of this episode. Again, we'll wrap this all up next Friday in this first special edition series. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Should you want to reach out via uh, email, please contact me at patternsofplaypod at gmail.com. Uh, you know, send feedback, send questions. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm at GM argo7 on twitter and you can shoot questions feedback anything on there as well um, and then in the future we'll be um, communicating more info information via social media as well which i'll put uh, into the show notes but thank you again for listening my name is greg margolis uh, and have a great weekend